the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. It is right now, it's 106, it's Wednesday, it is December 22nd, and this portion of our program is brought to you by The Lodge. Stop in and see The Lodge Pub and Eatery 40, Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They have the uh, great menu, full bar, large dining area, and folks, you need to check out, they have a fantastic deck. It's The Lodge Pub and Eatery 40, Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, I got to admit, folks, the, the news is not that good. Um, first of all, the weather's not that bad. Weather's not that bad. Feels like 37, as you just heard the forecast. Um, could be worse. Tomorrow's going to be a little bit of a cold day. And then, who knows? Maybe we do have a little dusting of snow on Christmas Eve. Looks like rain on Christmas Day. And then, but the temperatures remain somewhat mild, as long as it's into the 40s. But as far as... <clears throat> Uh, this is, I'm not going to, you know, kid you. This is a tricky situation. It is. You need to make decisions that make sense for you and your family. I repeat, you need to make decisions that make the most sense for you and your family. Because what it is extraordinary what has happened over just the past seven days. Um, it, it, it is. It, it is just, it's not your imagination. It has just exploded. The Biden administration caught off guard. Obviously, uh, the McKee administration, Rhode Island, totally caught off guard. I'll give credit. I thought, and I asked Governor McKee this yesterday, I, Governor Baker has a mask advisory in Massachusetts. Rhode Island does not. Governor McKee gave a, a long answer about it. But... Um. I don't see a lot of things being introduced that benefit just the regular people. Everything, you know, everything seems to be about we have to help the panhandlers. We have to help the refugees. We have to help the homeless. We need to help out the illegals. Boy, you don't hear anything about, you know, we're going to lower taxes for families. We're going to lower sales tax on items. There's no priority. And I'll tell you the, the problem that I see with that is that it's, it's all influence from the progressive left pandering for votes. I'm looking at the Boston Globe, Rhode Island House leaders preview the legislative session. Some of their six takeaways, affordable housing. They never mention the fact that the illegals have come in and taken up all these low-income housing. So now they're going to design these tiny little houses. Again, I don't have a problem with it. Um, 10% of the housing stock in every city, but whatever. Just start, then build these little houses. I I saw something that people like them. They have solar panels. That's fine. But there's just, you know, here's another thing. Response to state house encampment. Again, why are they going off of this? Stop listening to these people. Because of 200 panhandlers. Of course, now they want to legalize marijuana. Talk about being late to the party. 
returning to the state house act on climate goals driving privileges for the undocumented residents notice that's an interesting choice of words driving privileges for undocumented residents i don't see one priority here not one for people that follow the rules work hard try to own a home send their children to school and just try to have any kind of life everything is designed Legalize marijuana. Uh, Driver's licenses for illegals. Climate change, whatever that means. Uh, Affordable housing. We have to help the homeless and the panhandlers more. Give them new cups. Like what on earth? My God. When, When will it stop being the Haiti of the North? See, that is, again, that's the progressives. That's the progressives driving it down. You want to do something to actually help the regular people that, as I like to say, as George Bailey famously said, do the working and the living and the dying in this town? Nothing. Nope. Nothing for that. Everything's got to go towards the unemployed, the panhandlers, the homeless, the illegals, the refugees. Nothing for the regular person who's just trying to work hard, get by. Why not lower tax rates? Why not lower the sales tax? You can afford it. That if you lower the sales tax right now in Rhode Island, which is seven percent, which puts us one percentage point above Mass in Connecticut, if you lower the sales tax, that helps everybody. Everybody, then that affects everyone who spends money across the board. Nope, we're not going to do that. Oh, so maddening. This portion of our program, folks. Again, check out the website depetro.com. Brought to you by Endzone. Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Big Patriot game coming up on Sunday against the Bills. Stop in and see them. They have karaoke on Friday and Saturday nights. And then they also um, have the NFL ticket on Sunday. NFL, the End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. And folks, this portion of the program is also brought to you by J. Kale Engineering. Stop it and see them. The heating season is here. You can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. New installation replacement called J.K.L. Engineering today. 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. 55 years in business. J.K.L. They do it right. They do it right the first time. Now, as many people know, um, there's, there's definitely, you know, there's been a lot of attention on school committees and, um, yeah, that's true. That's an interesting, Omicron is 140 times transmissible as the original virus. So Governor McKee and the health department are not going to prevent you from contracting this highly contagious disease. Uh, one of the most hawkish public figures on COVID has called non-surgical masks little more than facial decorations. Why are we allowing non-surgical masks pretending they offer the same protection? The only kind that work are N95, KN95. People are getting breakthrough cases in places where there's heavy mass vaccination requirements. It's all true. The reality situation is it has rapidly replaced Delta as the dominant strain, 73% of cases. Uh, And it is, that's a very good point. It's a much 
vast less deadly mutation. So either require everyone to wear the three-ply surgical, because they're the only ones that have any efficiency, or uh, end the theater performance. See, that's what I was also trying to, it's soothing for loud vocal um, governed by fear. I, I was trying to say that yesterday. I mean, what, what are we talking about? Where you have, um, you have Massachusetts has a mask advisory, yet still in Rhode Island, they make the private sector, businesses and restaurants have to ask, act as the uh, vax and mask police. So Folks, but I want to get back to, hey, some good news. Biden's extended the student loan freeze to uh, May 1st, so people are excited about that. But I started to say, you know, there's been a lot of talk about what's been going on in the school committees. And someone who has um, really been in the middle of it, and granted it's down in Westerly, but I've been following a lot of what he's been doing. And it's uh, Bob Chiadaro, and I want to, um, we're going to see if we can... Uh, I believe we're going to get him <clears throat> on the line right now. Uh, yes, we are. Okay. All right, folks. Again, check out the website, thepetro.com. Brought by Centerdale Revival. Centerdale Revival. Food, drinks, great time, delicious food at Centerdale Revival. So, folks, we are standing by for, uh, is this Bob Chiadaro? Yes, it is. Yo, yes, John. yes. Hey, good afternoon, Bob. Uh, listen, yes, I appreciate your updates, and I wanted to kind of give you the floor a little bit about what you've been battling as far as the schools and with your particular school committee. Well, uh, all the way back to uh, September of 2020, we've been we've been trying to find out what's uh, what our kids are being taught, um, what our good teachers are being subjected to in the process. And, you know, the, the, the curriculum of Westerly Public Schools has been radicalized and racialized over the last 15 months. And uh, that's what we've been, we've been battling uh, back and forth the last 15 months, like I say, since September last year. And recently, um, we've, uh, we've come to find out that uh, there are some books in our school libraries that, in our opinion, are pornographic. And uh, one of them in particular, which is called Gender Queer. And our last school committee meeting on the 8th of December, we, uh, we addressed the school committee and it was pretty much a circus in there. And you've seen the video. Um, it was, it was kind of crazy. And, uh, you know, people trying to, teachers trying to hide the pictures that we were showing and the school committee chair and the superintendent interrupting me while I was exercising my first amendment rights. Um, all in, a, in an attempt to deny, deflect, defame, like they always do, um, people whose people whose viewpoints differ from their own. So that's what we're up against. We're trying to we're trying to save our kids. We're fighting for our kids. We're fighting for our good teachers and our country. And some people don't like it. Hey, Bob. You know what I find interesting about that is, and Bob, pronounce your last name for me one more time. It's Caradio. Caradio. I apologize. Yes, Caradio. Okay, yeah, but no you know problem. what's interesting is you were attempting to show pictures that appear in books in the school library and people at the meeting were blocking the photos and trying to block people from seeing the like that. That is just beyond the pale there. 
if if they don't want those pictures shown, then why are they in in books at the school library for the kids that attend the school? Well, that's the sixty four thousand dollar question, John. Yeah. Um, the, these these people, these seven, uh, were all Westerly Westerly teachers, um, and <laughs> which is kind of ironic, uh, but. They um, they fight for these books to remain in the libraries. Yet they try to hide uh, the uh, the pictures uh, that people were displaying uh, to the school committee. Um, I don't know why. I guess they they don't they, they felt the union leader Colleen Saylor said in a statement that um, she felt that those books uh, those pictures were thrust upon them or imposed upon them um, by by us. Um, and that was different than a kid going in and taking a book out of the library at his or her own choice. So my question to them is, is that any different than what you have been imposing on our kids in terms of this racialized and radicalized curriculum and overall educational philosophy um, and any different uh, that what you're exposing our, our teachers to is this radicalized uh, bias training that they've got to go through. So I guess, you know, they talk out of both sides of their mouth. What's good for the goose isn't good for the gander in this case. So they want people to feel sorry for them, and we sure don't. You know, it, it's very um, difficult. If you could just back up for a minute, um, I find it interesting. You know, if anything, 2021, Bob, it has been the year of the parent. It has been the year of the parent getting involved, recognizing a lot of people starting to realize what's being taught in some of the schools, it really seemed to kind of evolve out of as kids were doing distance learning. And then, you know, parents were home and hearing some of the things that were were being taught. It sounds like you have also discovered that this isn't an accident. There's a real agenda at work. Oh, absolutely it is. It's, it's planned. It's on purpose. And like a lot of the things that are going on in this country right now, nobody can be that inept. You know, to have all of these things go on at one time. Ever since George Floyd was killed uh, and COVID came, that was the Trojan horse, in my opinion, where all of this stuff uh, started really picking up speed. Um, you know, the, 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 the race-based curriculum in the schools, the teacher bias training, all the diversity, equity, inclusion stuff. And now we have pornography with the over-sexualization of our kids. Um, and it, to me, it's it's a it's a blatant attempt to destabilize our country, town by town, district by district, school by school. Uh, and thank God uh, that that parents are getting involved finally and and standing up to uh, to what what I think is is uh, is is an evil attempt to hurt our kids and to hurt our good teachers and hurt our country. And we just we can't stand for it. And we're not going to stand for it. And you're seeing it around the country. There's an uprising of, of parents that are just saying, no, you guys report to us. These are our kids. They're right. not your kids. You know, what's amazing, Bob, is, um, you know, a big part of this to me of exposing critical race theory, exposing how the, the public schools, which I think, Bob, they the public school system to me, it, it's just so broken beyond repair. I it, it's It's not even... Effective. It's not designed what it was supposed to be, but you know it really goes to that you had a young mother, Nicole Solace of South Kingstown, as you know, who was like, you know, I want to find out a little bit more. What are they going to be taught, and what did she find? There's no such thing as boy and girl. Everything is gender neutral, and you know this whole thing on everything's about race and how they went after her. 
These were school committee and union heads, how they went after her and wanted to make an example out of her for the rest of the community, how they threatened legal action against her and her family. It's just so beyond the pale and appalling. Um, people like yourself and Nicole, you know, there's so many people behind you, but I'll bet you hear from people. A lot of people are fearful of retribution and retaliation that would be taking out on their children and the children's grades. Uh, yes, and that's true. And I, and before I, I comment on that, I do want to say, Nicole, all Nicole did is what they asked her to do. That's right. They they told Nicole, submit your questions via public records request. And and she did that, and they're slamming and suing her for that. That's right. Um, so that's not that's that's one thing that's wrong. The other thing is, regarding the parents being afraid to come forward, you're exactly right, John. We hear from people every single day. I've got a private Facebook group called Westerly Residents Against Indoctrination. We've got over 600 people in it. Nicole's got a group. There are other groups around the state as well. Um, and we hear from people all the time. They say, we're behind you. We're behind you. And that's great. We're at, up until recently, we've had trouble getting people to school committee meetings for the reasons that you just stated. They're afraid of reprisals against yeah. their, their kids in school. They're afraid of whatever, not being in the cool parent group anymore or being called a racist or whatever. And if you're going to be in this fight, and people are realizing this now, you cannot be afraid of what people are going to call you. That's right. Because that's all they have. Yep. They have, they have no fact-based information uh, which to, uh, on which to draw to engage you in any kind of meaningful conversation. So they call you names. They call you a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, a misogynist, yada, 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 all those words. And they mean nothing because they come from uh, a place of, uh, of, of nothingness. They don't have any, any cogent response to give you. So thankfully, more parents are starting to get involved. And I think, honestly, this, this pornography thing, hits, it hits home to more people because it's easier to understand. Critical race theory is a little drier. Um, and we're trying to explain it now in, in, in ways that everybody can understand. Maybe they're not teaching the actual critical race theory uh, born out of the Frankfurt School in 1929, but they're certainly teaching the divisive and racial and racialized concepts, radicalized concepts of oppression, oppressor or oppression uh, by whites over blacks, uh, victimhood, marginalization, uh, all of that stuff, systemic racism, all of that stuff is being taught. It's in the bias training. It's in the curriculum here at Westerly and everywhere else. Um, so that's making CRT a lot easier to understand if you break it down into the into the characteristics of it. But this pornography thing, uh, which is, it's just terrible. The over-sexualization of our kids um, is a lot easier for people to grasp because they can say unequivocally, look, this is wrong. If we're going to teach our kids about sex, it's going to come from the home. It's not going to come from uh, from reading pornography in school. A 14-year-old walking into the Wesley High School library and checking out a book, on por- uh, a pornographic book. That's not going to happen. Well, it's so odd, Bob, and I'm glad you're speaking up about it. But, you know, I've heard, as you can imagine, countless stories from parents. First of all, as you know, that situation in North Kingstown that they were allowing young men to have to get into a closet with a grown man. And then he would, you know, look at them and say, you know, most of the guys are going to are going naked. 
allowing a grown man to conduct these naked fat tests, totally unnecessary, by the way. You don't even measure that part of the body. And then I've also heard there was a grandmother that contacted me. She picks up her little uh, granddaughter each day. I think the little girl's in first or second grade. And so, you know, little kids, and this is my little friend. So her and her little friend were holding hands on the whatever in the school or the playground. And one of the teacher's aides said, you know, uh, you, you seem to like your little, you know, two little girls that are friends. Yeah, she's my little friend and so forth. Well, you know, you don't know. Maybe someday you two would get married. See, Bob, that's the type of thing where you, you take something innocent and then they start trying to explore that, you know, if you're a young boy and you didn't mind getting in the closet naked for the coach, maybe you're exploring your sexuality. If you're a young girl and you have a little friend and she's your girlfriend and you guys share secrets and hold hands and like to play, maybe maybe you want to marry a woman someday. Like, it's so destructive. They're, they're, they're trying to destroy the innocence of youth. They, they really are. And both of those instances that you mentioned are, are absolutely sickening. Um, you know, there's no, there, there, do you know, and I'm sure you do, that in the state of Rhode Island and other states as well, if a, if a child uh, intimates that he or she may not be comfortable with the, the, the gender to which he or she were, were born, they can they will receive counseling from someone in their school yes. and the parents do not have to be informed That's on this. That's right. Yep. Um, yes. so this is dangerous. They are they are engineering things that they sh- that they have no business being involved in. Our t- uh, speaking specifically of Westerly, our scores stink. Our rankings relative to to the state of Rhode Island are in the middle or a little bit below the middle. In a baseball analogy, we're a sub 500 team. Managers get fired for that. That's right. You and I would get fired for that if, yep. we, if we stunk at our jobs like that. But what does our school committee do? They re-up the superintendent, uh, the assistant superintendent, for three more years uh, to the tune of a million dollars. Whoa. For money. Wow. This is what they're doing. Huh. The tone deafness of these people is just incredible. Yeah. They don't listen to parents. Um, it last, this school committee meeting of December 8th was an absolute joke. Teachers were allowed to crowd around me while I was speaking. Nobody, uh, nobody said anything to them about please be seated or point of order or any of that no. stuff. They professed to go by Robert's rules, but huh. it was total chaos. Yes, that. by design, by design. Absolutely. And Absolutely. you know what else, Bob? You know what's interesting is, see, a lot of people fall into the, it's a false notion. But when they think teachers and teachers, Teachers unions, you know, they think teacher, everyone has a memory of their favorite teacher. They they think of, uh, you know, the, the, the woman who was the teacher in Little House in the Prairie, maybe. Or, you know, they think of a noble. They don't realize they're dealing with, it's basically, there are no rules. If someone gets in their way, it's all about money. It's about power. It's about activism. Um, you know, and they're also the good Good news for parents is at times they're tone deaf, as you saw in that race in Virginia, where the weekend before the election that Terry McAuliffe that lost for governor, he brought in Randy Weingarten to campaign with them. I mean, that was the woman saying that parents have should have no decision making with what their children are taught. And, you know, she was the one shaking down the Biden people saying, if you want our teachers to come back in school, you need to pay. Otherwise, they're going to stay home remote learning. 
once, like Nicole, I also saw early on on social media that what was happening with Nicole Solace was the teacher union people on social media, they were like pointing their fingers and directing all their followers and trolls like this woman is the enemy. Everyone go after this woman. It's so destructive. Like if you didn't know any better, you would never think these people are part of a teaching organization. These people don't belong anywhere near a classroom no. or near kids, a lot of them, you know, um, and, and they've actually done the same thing to me. I've come into into possession of some internal emails and they uh, when, when they they feel that I'm going to be speaking at a school committee meeting, they uh, they ride, rally the troops and they oh. pack the place. Wow. Um, you know, it's just it's like. They're they're thinking that that you know we're we are out to get them. Yeah, they make they personalized it. Yeah, and all we want to do is we're fighting for our kids, and and little do they know we're fighting for them too because they're getting screwed. The good teachers are. We don't care about the bad ones, the one that's the ones that are imposing their will upon kids in class. Those are the ones we want out. But the preponderance of our teachers are darn good, and they care about their jobs and they care about their kids, our kids. Um, but this social emotional learning. This racialized and radicalized curriculum uh, where the line of safety between adult and child is blurred. We can't have that. Our teachers, we entrust our kids to them for five, six, seven hours a day. Yeah. Okay. First of all, we have a we have a right to, to, to know what our kids are being taught. We have that right. We're taxpayers and we're parents. Um, they do not have a right to educate our kids on gender fluidity or anything like that or that they are evil because they're white uh or because they're of color they're not going to be able to achieve anything because uh, of systemic racism that's not their job no their job their job is to teach our kids how to read uh teach them the classics yep. social studies science math that's right don't take the parents job away from them we're not going to let them do that no, and Bob, you've probably um, heard the story. I, I've talked about it a little bit, and I try to protect the confidentiality of the people involved. But there were some parents that had reached out to me. Their son uh, was a sophomore in high school. He had some depression problems, things like that. And then he one day came home and proudly announced that with the help of a teacher, of which the parents had no knowledge of this, uh, one of the activist teachers, he'd come to the conclusion that he was born the wrong gender, and the teacher was so proud of him, he was going to go under gender reassignment, and they didn't know what to do. And six months into it, instead of being excited, uh, the young man then attempted to take his own life. I mean, this is the type of consequences. Can you imagine being a teacher, and you have a confused young you know, 10th grade young boy and not including the parents and basically convincing him once you can complete your transformation to become a female, then you're going to be happy. It, it, it just doesn't work that way. That is so dangerous to put children and to leave parents out of the equation, Bob. Yeah, that, that, it, it's, it's John, it's criminal. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's immoral and it's criminal. And just like the pornography that we were talking about the other night, it's trash, and I believe it's child abuse You're myself. Right. Yes, um, and we're not going to allow it. It's just not going to happen. And we're taking steps within the rules uh, that the Westerly School Committee has set um, 
that we are uh, we are going to speak with the, the people that we need to speak with within the district to get that particular book, uh, Gender Queer, removed from the library. We don't feel that it has any place in a taxpayer-funded pub, uh, school library where 14-year-olds can go in there and, and, and see some of this pornographic material that we showed and read excerpts from the other night. It's just flat-out wrong. Well, Bob, I want to, number one, it's great to talk to you. Number two, I want to uh, wish you and your family very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Listen, there's people behind you. Uh, there's a lot of people that are waking up. You have a lot of people that uh, support what you're doing. Keep up the good work, and I'm sure we'll be in touch in the new year. John, thanks so much for having me on and letting me get the word out. And Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. God bless. All right. Thank you, Bob. Folks, there he is. Again, that is another example. And I know, uh, folks, good afternoon at 134. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The And I would say that on this Wednesday, it's uh, 134. It's Wednesday, December 22nd, that so many parents have now woken up. And said they are uh, unhappy with, with with what's being taught, and these school committees have become the real battlegrounds. Now, next fall, when a lot of there's going to be a lot of local elections, I think that's when a lot, you're going to see even more people get involved. This portion of the program, folks, check out our website dipetro.com. It's brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Stop in and visit them. Delicious menu, online ordering, gift cards, fresh ingredients, cozy environment. Brood Awakenings. Discover the brood difference. I think they're terrific. Their acai uh, bowls are delicious. Delicious coffee, cappuccino. Uh, It's nice and clean. Big, open, comfortable chairs, flat screen TVs. Discover the brood difference. They run such a great operation. Two locations in Johnson. Location in Providence, Pontiac Avenue and Cranston, also Bald Hill Road. It's Brood Awakenings. Folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday. We will be on tomorrow, and then we will also be on uh, next week as this, um, you know, there's no way to disguise it. This is, the variant is absolutely just exploded, Um, and things are, um, I'm also seeing some other news here. Lifespan hospitals will now require proof of a vaccination or recent negative test for hospital visitors starting Monday. So that is going to be a, um, that is certainly, uh, that's a different change. So how great is that Joe Manchin? Talk about someone standing up to the mob. I mean, they are just the worst, the way they have gone after Senator Manchin. You know, what's kind of funny was there was someone on television, I think CNN, who didn't recognize he was the senator from West Virginia, not Virginia, West Virginia. And was saying, well, you know, he's got to get in line because much like Governor uh, Glenn Youngkin, Virginia voters are just tired of it. Um, Let's hear a little bit. This was President Biden uh, yesterday. Can I hear a little bit of the president? And again and again and again. Please get vaccinated. It's the only responsible thing to do. Those who are not vaccinated are causing hospitals to overrun, become overrun again. And this folks from Governor of New York. Every COVID-19 hospital means someone with a heart attack, cancer, other serious illness may not get that bed and that life-saving care they need in the hospital. 
Well, first of all, in Rhode Island, it's it's really a mess, right? In Rhode Island, I mean, it's um, really a mess. Let's go to CNN, where they have um, Jamal Bowman of New York attacking congressman for New York. When in doubt, you don't get your way. Just start saying that everybody's racist. Of course, that's what he would say. This bill disproportionately supports uh, people of color. It supports people of color. It supports women. It supports children. It supports those who are poor and lifts them out of poverty. Uh, why would it mention want to support that when this would benefit uh, West Virginia tremendously? It's tremendously frustrating for me as a black man in America because once again, it's an example of Joe Manchin as a white man showing that he doesn't care about black people. He doesn't care about Latinos. He doesn't care about immigrants. He doesn't care about women. And he doesn't care about the poor. He is a millionaire and he has the privilege to kick the can down the road and not vote for this bill while the people in my district are suffering. You know, it's when in doubt, when in doubt at 139, when in doubt, just start screaming race. They always come back to it. Oh, here's the piece. This was on CNN. Mia Love, she thinks West Virginia and Virginia are the same. She's in a segment with uh, Joe Kennedy that lost running against um, the uh, senator in uh, Massachusetts, um, Senator Markey. Here's, uh, you're going to hear him and then you're going to hear this um, Mia Love. She was in Congress from Utah. Chiming in on that issue, it matters. Right, right, of course it does. It matters an awful lot more than... You know, some interest group from across the country that you don't represent, you weren't elected to represent, and that can't, doesn't have any, any uh, leverage over how you're going to vote. Your home state, your home communities, your constituencies is something very different. And obviously for a community like the coal miners in West Virginia that have such a deep legacy in that state, and an affiliation with uh, Senator Manchin that he, I think, is quite proud of, Putting forward the fact that he will always try to speak for the people of West Virginia. When you hear loud yeah. and clearly constituencies like the, the coal miner saying, hey, if you're going to do that, we want you to change your vote. I think that matters. Yeah, sorry. But remember, this is Virginia. Remember what happened West with Yunkin and the fact that he was able to win. West and the way Virginia. that he was able to do that was because he was listening to his constituents. He was listening and laser focused on what was going on in Virginia. So I think that this is a lesson that Virginia is not happy with the bill as it is currently. And so Joe Manchin is actually doing, I think, the president a favor and himself a favor by saying, I am not going to just go along to get along. Well, we'll see yeah, think of- it was um, yeah, Manchin's in West Virginia. Terry McAuliffe, Glenn Youngkin are Virginia. Let me hear that one more time. That's Kennedy. Here comes this Mia Love. But remember, this is Virginia. Remember what happened with Youngkin and the fact that he was able to win. And the way that he was able to do that was because he was listening to his constituents. He was listening and laser focused on what was going on in Virginia. So I think that this is a lesson that Virginia is not happy with the bill as it is. Imagine you go on national television. She doesn't know the difference between Virginia and also West Virginia. Now, Jesse Waters is in hot water. Dr. Fauci's calling for Jesse Waters from Fox to be fired. First of all, 
This is Dr. Fauci. If you have a member of your family who's not vaccinated, disinvite them from Christmas Eve or Christmas. Here we go. If someone in your family isn't vaccinated, should you ask them not to show up? Uh, yes, I, I would do that. I mean, I think we're dealing with a, a serious enough situation right now that if there's an unvaccinated person, I would say I'm very sorry, but not this time, maybe another time when this is all over. Oh, my God, that ought to bring families together. All right. Dr. Fauci calls on Jesse Waters of Fox News to be fired. Let's um, actually first let me go to Chuck Todd. The new in-home testing. Why didn't the White House? Why didn't they roll this out? Why did? What, why did? Where? Where was this two months ago? Here we go. Why didn't they unveil this two weeks ago when they did the winter surge? A month ago, two months. You see where I'm going here? Yes. This issue of having tests available to everybody who wants it has been a promise made, but not a promise kept. That's right. Well, and if you remember, Chuck, it was Chuck, it was just a few weeks in the briefing room that this White House was sort of scoffing at the idea of sending a test. To- uh, yeah, they're not scoffing now as the country is in lock, going on lockdown. Folks, right now it's 142. It's John DePedro. I want to hear this was Dr. Fauci going after Jesse Waters from Fox News. About you and suggested to the crowd that they ambush you with what he said was some kind of rhetorical kill shot. That was his exact word. <laughs> I'm wondering you know, how much that concerns you when you hear language like that about you and your, your well-being. Well, John, that's horrible. I mean, that just is such a reflection of the craziness that goes on in society. The only thing that I have ever done throughout these two years is to encourage people to practice good public health practices. For that, you have some guy out there saying that people should be giving me a kill shot to ambush me. I mean, what kind of craziness is there in society these days? That's awful that he said that. And he's going to go very likely unaccountable. (laughs) I mean, whatever network he's on is not going to do anything for him. I mean, that's crazy. The guy should be fired on the spot. You guys like James O'Keefe? Right. Now, James O'Keefe goes to people's homes and sticks mics in their face and makes them ashamed of themselves because they screwed up. James O'Keefe makes people awkward, and that's what we want. I'm sick and tired of conservatives always playing defense, right? It's time for us to go on offense. I'm going to deputize all you guys to be little James O'Keefe. So let's just say Fauci comes to town, all right? You got to ambush a guy like Fauci, okay? This is how you do these ambushes, like O'Keefe. You got to be respectful. Because they'll turn on tables on you and you can't have a blow up in your face. So if you see Fauci out and about and you know he's coming to town, this is how you approach, okay? First, you identify yourself. Do you mind, Dr. Fauci, if I ask you a few questions? Then you hit him with the first question. The first question can't be a yes or no question because his answer can just be yes or no. You have to elicit. It has to be a how or a why. So what you do with Anthony Fauci is you say, Dr. Fauci... Why did you lie? Okay, why did you lie? I love that question. Hit him with, why did you lie when you said that you didn't fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab? You let him talk, and here's your follow-up. Now, there's a little trick to the trade. Keep a little document in your pocket. All right? This is the grant that funded the research. 
it's in your pocket. And you can print it out, it's on the internet, you know what it is. Or if it's a blank sheet of paper, you hold the sheet of paper up for effect. You say, I have the grant right here, Dr. Fauci, and you wave it in his face. So then, he's in trouble. Now you're going for the kill shot. The kill shot, with an ambush, deadly. Because he doesn't see it coming. This is when you say, Dr. Fauci, you funded risky research at a sloppy Chinese lab. The same lab that sprung this pandemic on the world. You know why people don't trust you, don't you? Boom! He is dead! He is dead! He's done! Now, how you do that? 30 seconds. That's all you need. 30 seconds. Yeah, I don't, um, <clears throat> he's catching a lot of heat for that. Again, that was Jesse Waters. Um, I'm not convinced that that's the right way. There could be blowback. People are so off, folks. Good afternoon at 146. I, um, I, I don't know about that. I'd go be a little bit careful telling people to go up and, um, and start you know, standing there and telling these people what you want to do is get in uh, Dr. Fauci's face. Um, I, I, I would be uh, cautious, cautious about that. I'd be cautious about that. Um, w- one thing that we know, folks, again, is you need to take care of yourself. And in, in Rhode Island, I, I believe that they... This business that somehow, is there anyone listing right now that if someone wants to get vaccinated, you you can get vaccinated. So I think that Governor McKee, when they just go through the motions and they start this whole thing of get vaccinated, get the booster, blah, blah, they're not. It's just, I think it's white noise after all. I think it's just floating through. No one's really hearing it. And I think that's that's a problem. Um, I don't believe the McKee people are ready for what's going to happen over the next 30 days. And it's tough. There's a lot of politics involved. You know, it's comical. He has not announced he's running for governor yet. He's planning on doing that in January. Well, you know, now, if he had done it back in the fall, could have been outside or in somewhere, inside somewhere. The next, today, right now, it's 148. It's Wednesday. It's December 22nd. Now, we we have every reason to believe that the next month is going to be a challenging time. The rest of this weekend, next weekend is New Year's. Then we enter into January. So, I, I believe... Now, the next, his mask mandate is up on January 18th, I think. Um, But the next three weeks, the rest of this week and the next three weeks, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's going to be very challenging. It is. Because they're not prepared with the tests. And they're making a lot of people nervous. And they, to me, here's the bottom line. They thought it was over. They did. They thought it was over. Um, on the national level, 
Fourth of July weekend, President Biden was basically like mission accomplished. We did it. It's over. They don't feel that way now. As far as Governor McKee, the whole focus has been how are we going to spend $1.1 billion? They were just excited about the, the $100 million, let alone $1 billion. Again, all the money we have doesn't help if you don't have proper staffing at the hospital. All of the money we have doesn't help if you can't, if people are waiting too long to get tests back. We don't have proper staff at hospitals. We don't have proper staff in nursing homes. Those are things that money can't buy. So all these grand plans, we're going to build this, we're going to build that, and we're going to have all the homeless and panhandlers their own homes and blah, blah, blah. It's like monopoly money thrown around. None of that matters. If someone's running a business and they still can't get people to come in and work for them, that's a problem. And... I, I, admittedly, I just don't think this thing happened so fast. I mean, it was, look at what's happened just in the past week. If you go back to November, it wasn't even in the headlines anymore. Thanksgiving felt normal. Thanksgiving weekend felt normal. Things don't feel normal now. The state is not prepared. The state is not prepared. But you want to be prepared. You want to be prepared for the heating season. You want to call Henry Oil for automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Henry Oil, 401 521 serving most Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Oil burner service and installation, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. And remember, online at henryoil.com. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all their customers from Henry Oil. So, folks, again, good afternoon at 151. I wish I had better news for you. I do. But we, Rhode Island Mass, the country right now, this, this is going to be a tough couple of days. And people were acting odd before all this stuff started exploding. And now, now they're going to have troops to help at the hospitals. Is that really going to help the National Guard? I don't know if that's going to help. Um, if, if, if the McKee people are planning on a lot of time off, they need to rethink it. There's also... A problem right now that they don't have the labs. They don't have the labs. Now, I'm going to stay away from, I know some people are starting to get into that there's certain types of uh, medicine that the governor should be using and blah, 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 and that type of thing. I, I don't know what to make of that. Um, I, 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 you know, and I'm referring to the letter put out by Representative Mike Chippendale, who I like and respect, but I, I just don't, I don't know what good that's going to do right now. Um, he's not wrong with the way that the state is handling things, but this, the, the state right now, it, it, it seems um, they, they don't seem prepared. I'm telling you, they seem shell-shocked. Um, they, they're not 
sure what to do. They have to rethink a lot of what they were initially told, right? Because, you know, if you're, if you're Governor McKee, look at all these headlines now. Should school districts go to remote after the holidays? Well, oh, wow. Oh, husband of former acting Governor Gene Swift dies at 67. Um, why, why are kids going to go remote I thought we were out of that. I thought we all learned and decided that children need to be in school. Children are not in the hospitals. Children are not, like, what what, what are they talking about? And, folks, once one district starts going, then they all do. This is an odd story. The parents of actor Alicia Witt found dead inside the Massachusetts home by police after she hadn't heard from them several days after her letter to check on them. Deaths of Robert Witt, 87, Diane, 75, found Monday night considered not considered suspicious in Worcester. Hmm. Reached out to cousins who live close to my parents. Check on them. Outcome was unimaginable. Um, there were reports the couple had been having furnace problems and were using a space heater. Firefighters said there was no sign of carbon monoxide in the home. No obvious signs of trauma. Hmm. She was in Orange is the New Black, The Walking Dead, and Dune. So I'm not that familiar with her work. But that's, listen, this is a tough holiday. It is. No question about it. Folks, we need to remain upbeat. We need to stick together. Right? I want to remind you, you want to feel good? Pop into the Lodge Pub and Eatery. You have a great meal there. You're going to feel great. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, a large pub and eatery. Stop in and see them. I love it there. Also, let me mention, don't forget Propane Plus. Propane Plus, they want to be your propane provider. Call them. Heating, cooling, uh, Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider. Three generations, the Johnson family, they are terrific. And they're available 24-7. In, in Massachusetts, call Propane Plus for all your propane needs. 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 for Propane Plus. Folks, it's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, let's see. I want to stay on schedule. This portion of our program brought to you by the Coesit Inn. Pop in and see my friends at the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue, West Warwick. A great meal is waiting for you. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Hey, also, don't forget, Merry Christmas from Roland and everybody at Brother's Disposal. Come on, brother. Merry Christmas, brother. It's Brother's Disposal, 401-688-0517. Brother's Disposal. They have the big dumpsters. They also offer weekly trash collection services. Call Brothers Disposal today. They'll deliver a dumpster to your driveway. 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. If you know Roland and you know Willie, call them and wish them a Merry Christmas. I'm asking you. Call them. 401 401- 688-0517. Merry Christmas to all of their loyal customers from Brothers Disposal. It's Brothers Disposal. Folks, also remember, 
It's a nice, uh, boy, the rain is gone. The weather has changed. It's sunny out. You're looking for some last minute suggestions for gifts? Pop in and see my friend Marie. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Are you kidding me? Inside, she has plenty of things there. Great gifts. Great stocking stuffers. You know what makes a great gift? Get someone some local honey or maple syrup. Or she also has essential oils, body oils, soaps. You know what makes a great gift? Pop in It's My Health. You can get a gift certificate for a massage. Who's going to turn down a massage? It's My Health, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, that historic white church. And she also has 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, folks, we will be on tomorrow. And then I believe on Friday they're going to have special Christmas Eve programming. So tomorrow will be the final program before Christmas. But I will be on next week because there's just too much news. And listen, everybody's got to remain calm. And you can't be attacking people. And you can't get crazy. And you can't let, don't let President Biden and Governor McKee ruin your Christmas. Don't. Don't let them ruin your Christmas. The government has dropped the ball. The government is unprepared. Your government and your state have failed you by not having all these things ready in place. We shouldn't be going through this. You're right. We shouldn't. We are. Now what? So, all right. I want you to stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. I will be doing, if there's breaking news, we go out and we do the live stream. And then at night, we do one after dark. I want to thank JR. Folks, we're back tomorrow at 11, our final show before Christmas. And then go to the website, DePetro.com. If you want to reach me, get a hold of me. We have some great items in the gift shop at DePetro.com. And then we also have um, some original stories and videos. So, listen, enjoy this Wednesday. We're going to take it a day at a time. I want you to stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. And then it'll be the John Dion program right now. Merry Christmas.